Hey, drama listeners, before we get into today's wonderful episode, I just wanted to remind you about our bonus content platform on Patreon, which we've so aptly titled Patreon by Drama. Think of it as like a, a wonderful fragrance, but instead it's a weekly dose of drama where you hear bonus episodes where Dylan and I are chatting, sometimes just ourselves, sometimes with special guests. You'll get access to our Instagram close friends. You'll even get to see select Zoom call recordings from some of your favorite conversations. And you're not going to want to miss next week's because one of our most requested guests ever is coming on the pod. And you'll even be able to see their Zoom call a couple of days before the episode drops into your podcast feed, whether it be on Spotify, Apple, etc. You're not going to want to miss it. So it's just $5 a month. All this great stuff. You're supporting artists during this wacky year that was 2020. All right, now on to the show. Hey, drama listeners, it's me. So, you know, the question of 2003 was, are you an Alphaba or are you a Glinda? It was like very much like the top or the bottom of the early 2000s, but we can't get into that right now. Right now, what I'm here to tell you about is sentimental men. And I know you're thinking, Connor, you're always going after new men. You're like, oh my God, what boy is ever crushing this week? But this is not a crush I have. Well, in a way it is because it's a talent crush on this terrific podcast called Sentimental Men, hosted by self-proclaimed wicked aficionados, Quincy Brown and Kevin Bianchi. So every week they're going to have a different alphabet on the show and they're going to talk about the incredible musical Wicked, and it's going to be basically from Alphaba's point of view. They're going to talk to all these green girls. You are going to be green with envy that you weren't in the room for these conversations, but you're in luck because you can stream Sentimental Men truly wherever you get your podcasts, and you can look them up at Sentmen Pod, so you will feel like you're in the room with these amazing guys. And for the first time, I think you'll feel Wicked. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to take spin. The shade and tea to spill. Ooh, Ooh drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got nom? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. 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 Welcome to Drama, a podcast that covers theater. Pop culture, love, and life in New York, New York City. City. God, I will never get used to the Zoom delay. On, it used to be in perfect sync, you know? I know, I know. It's just it's this brave new world that we're a part of. For, for months and months and months. You know what? We should just, you know, for the listeners at home, we record, I mean, as you can see from our social media screenshots, but we are in the same house, but record from different rooms, which is sort yeah. of a choice it's un- inexplicable, but my- sometime we should try recording together because there would be no delay. Yeah, we could try that. We could. But how would our sound be controlled? We'd have to do like a microphone or um, your ear- I know. I'm ear- such a creature of habit, Connor. Um, I can't switch at this point. I know. But anyway. But listen, there's fresh snow outside. Cleveland saw its first snow this morning. Oh, I'm cozy. I know. Wait, Connor, tell the, tell the people what people used to always say to you at work whenever they'd walk past your desk. They would always, like, I mean, I love a sweater, so I would just wear them all the time, but without fail, everyone who walked by my desk would, like, rub their arms together, like, as if to be like, brr, but they would be like, ooh, so cozy today. Like, everyone, including, like, the CEO of the age, everyone. And I, after a while, I thought, 
is this a compliment? Or are they kind of telling me I'm like taking casual Friday to the extreme? I was always like, what the hell? But I, I love being cozy. I love this time of year, you know? No, it's, part, I, it's the best time. I love that time, like before Christmas, like between, and also like after Christmas, before New Year's, when you're like lazy and you're in like a sugar coma and you like fall asleep by the tree and you wake up and there's like, something on the tv and oh it's just i love it i feel like i'm I was gonna be like you don't sleep by the tree but okay. <laughs> well nearby on the couch maybe sometimes yes. well when we have like the loop of a christmas story playing on what's the tmc it's on like every channel is the name of the network? T- tmc is not a network it is now it is now T tlc I don't think they show that girl. Okay, wait. Okay. What's, wh- before we jump in with our guests, because this is like a Christmas-themed moment. No, I'm, I'm feeling in the spirit early, which breaks my cardinal rule, because I don't like to get into the spirit until after Thanksgiving. I but know. we have reason for the season this year because of this year we've dealt with. Yes, that's true. It's true. Okay, so wait. Do we deserve favorite? to celebrate. I need to know something important before we talk to our guests, but mm-hmm. do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh. Well, how could you possibly choose just one? There's so many iconic ones. My favorite is I'll Be Home for Christmas. It makes me sob. It's emotional. Yeah, especially when we were like in New York and like everyone, our family was still away and Hunter was far away. And yeah. yeah. I also love the Penta, <laughs> my, my same sex partner, yes. yes. Um, I also uh, love the Pentatonic song, That's Christmas to Me. Yeah, you do love that. They're good. I love, I love, 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 love. yeah. They're good. No, they are, they are. I know. I love Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love the Judy. Wait, but I actually remembered that a year ago, you know, I saw on Time Hop. I'm the only, okay, I know. I'm bravely coming out as the last person on the planet who uses Time Hop still. But I saw that we saw the Kristen Chenoweth for the girls show on Broadway. Yes, yes. And she sang, this is a bad segue, but I said Judy, so I thought of this. But she did like a Judy Garland one-two punch and she did Somewhere Over the Rainbow followed by The Man That Caught Away. And it Mm. was unbelievable. And Kristen Chenoweth has an amazing Christmas album that I listen to every year. Wait, does River by Joni Mitchell count as a Christmas song? I think it's grouped in. People often often group it in. Okay, can we we bring in our guest? Because I am just ready. We have an amazing guest who will help us continue to get into the season. Yes, God. All right, here we go. With an incredible album. Incredible. All right. Haul out the holly. Our guest today is bringing the holiday spirit in style with his new album, A Fierce Christmas, available at the time of this episode's release. In addition to being a recording star, our guest has been treading the boards for nearly two decades in New York City. Perhaps best known for his iconic portrayal of the genie in Disney's Aladdin, he's performed the role internationally on Broadway, in London, on the North American tour, and in Australia, where he originated the role and won the Heltman Award for Best Featured Actor in a Musical. That's difficult to get. Not everybody has that. He originated the role of the minstrel on Broadway in Something Rotten, as well as Dr. Gatswana in the Book of Mormon. You may have heard about the maggots in his... Never mind. Okay, so other Broadway credits include Mamma Mia, Tarzan, All Shook Up, The Pirate Queen, Elf, and Hair. He was a standby for Ben Vereen in the international tour of Fosse, taking over the role in Paris. Off-Broadway, he co-starred in Here's to the Public, opposite Donna McKechnie, and was also part of the concert cast of Jerry Springer, the opera at Carnegie Hall. He was in the original Vegas Company of Jersey Boys, Donkey, and Shrek the Musical at the famous St. Louis Muni, and so much more. You might recognize him from The Carrie Diaries, 
Black Monday, or his numerous appearances on a late night circuit. Please welcome to drama, Michael, Michael James, James Scott. Scott. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. First of all, first of all, before we even begin into, into any of it, how dare the both of you with that opening situation that you all are giving me? Like, I, it started off with drama. Like, I literally was like, okay, so here we go. Here we go. I'm obsessed. I live. Yes, work. Let's get started. <laughs> yes, let's go. Welcome to the pod. We are thrilled to have you. Seriously. Are you going to bring drama? Uh, well, you know. I like to bring a, some sort of drama anywhere I go, so, you know. <laughs> Your album is literally called A Fierce Christmas. I feel like that's one of the most dramatic Christmas album titles of all time. It is absolutely absurd in the most ridiculously fantastical, amazing way. Like, I, I, there was not really any other title, truly. Like, it was going to be, I mean, maybe it was like a chocolate Christmas, a chocolate fierce Christmas. Like, there was oh. like, you know, and then it was just like, no, like, I'm known for basically saying fierce and everything and uh -huh. everything is fierce. Yes. So it's just a fierce Christmas. And this Christmas of all holiday, like of all the things, child, we need a fierce Christmas yes, because yes. it has been a not fierce year. So oh we God. are, it just, it was just, it just was, it made sense. And I'm I, I, like, there was no other reason. There was no other title. There was no other thing. It was going to be a fierce Christmas. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's so you. It's so very you. And it's amazing. Well, you know, we got to hear a sneak peek. Oh, the the, te the team sent you all a lovely little moment of we it. Got our, like, we got our screeners as, as we, <laughs> our screeners. Is that like appropriate for like an audio experience? But let me tell you, you are giving vocals on this album. Ah! Amazing. It's unreal. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, thank you guys so much. Listen, I... It's crazy, and as you guys, as you all know, I mean, you are are in the theater, you know, part of the community and all the things. It's so insane and weird to not be singing, like, all the time. Like, I've been very blessed and very fortunate that I've gotten to have a career, make a career, a fierce career. I heard those yeah. credits, honey. I heard those. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm very, very blessed. I'm being ridiculous, but I, 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 I don't take it lightly. I don't, this, this business is crazy. And this time is insane that we, that most of, you know, everyone I know, you know, who is in the theater, we aren't doing what we do. So it's really, really hard. I mean, it was crazy. To, it's just crazy to not be singing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, virtually I've done like these concerts and all these things. So it's just weird to not be in front of an audience. So um, yes, this is my like debut album. Yes. So like- What a moment. It's, which is so crazy because I've been, we've been trying to do something for a long time. And now it just like, it all made, of course you do it in a pandemic. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> like you just do it in the pandemic. So, um, but I wanted to sing. I was like, let's sing, let's give it, like, let's just go. Let's bring in Broadway. Let's bring in gospel. Let's bring in funk. Let's bring in, you know, big band and let's just sing. Like I, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, why not? Like there is no, there is no like hushed tones. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. We're going for it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the burst of fun, fierce energy that we need at the end of this year. I mean, come on. 
So you're giving the children, you're giving the gays and everyone else everything they want. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you know, I'm a gay. I needed to make sure that we, I, I represented with the gays, all of our, you know, all of our peeps and all of the, and everything else. Like, you know, the sass of the drama, bringing in my gospel and like all of it. It just, it just, it made sense for me. You know, the biggest thing about this really was, you know, and as you all know, we've been living in this world of a pandemic, but we've also been living in a world of a racial awakening and like all of the, the stuff that is happening in our country, which, you know, of course it would all be hitting right now at the same time. Like, you know, no. why, why not? But, you know, as you, as I've been going through this year and as we've all been going through this year and the unknown of it all, the, there's one thing for me at this moment that I, I knew I had to do. And that for me was joy. So this album mm. is my protest and I'm protesting mm. with joy. That's what I'm wow. doing. I'm protesting with with joy for you seeing a black gay man who is smiling and joyfully giving you a fierce look and a fierce time and then a fierce element like that to me is what my is is the protest of it all is giving joy it doesn't matter what side you're on you know politically or or whatever like it doesn't matter what for me and what i like what i know is that we can there is there is there can be unity and so i'm like well if it takes a fierce gay black man to bring people together at the holidays, who better than to do it? I'll do it. Why not? <laughs> wow. That reminds me of that that um, that meme of the super nanny who goes, you guys are in a crisis. I'm on my way. <laughs> That's, That's you. Really you. That's you. You're coming to save us. Listen, and also why the, not? I know. And, and you mentioned like people seeing you. The cover of this album is so <laughs> joyful and gorgeous and merry and bright. That blazer. Yes, yes, honey. I had an incredible stylist, Christina Pacelli. She's amazing. Um, the whole team, my gosh, the photographer, like the, all of it, just doing a photo shoot in a pandemic, all of it. Just them yeah. masks on, people are like, I mean, you know, um, all of it. Like, and then it, it, it just was incredible. And the stuff that sh we got to collaborate on to create this look, because I, again, I wanted it to be joyful. I am not a subtle person i know that's a shocker <laughs> jaws on the floor <laughs> it's a shocker for a lot of people i know um and i do a lot of subtle roles a lot you know things are very subtle in my world uh, things like the genie you know right. um those are it's very subtle um and so i i the app the, the cover had to represent that it had to have this sort of like how much, you know, homage to the to Broadway, but like to sass and to, you know, sophistication, but then literally like an explosion of color. And so that's that's what that's what that's what we came up with. It's amazing. And I, you know, I've, I've got to ask how you went about choosing what songs to put on this album, because you heard us go back and forth. There's too many songs to to pick even a favorite Christmas song. You have a few of our favorites on there. I do, I was going to say that. I have some of you, some of y'all mentioned them and I was like, I'm doing that one. I'm doing that one. I'm doing that one. <laughs> I, well, you know, it's so funny because like, I've always wanted to do an album and I'm, a, I'm a obsessed with holidays, Christmas, like all of it, all of it, all of it. I'm like, it is like, 
the, it's it's actually actually a problem like i just like i'm obsessed <laughs> like i want it that feeling of it it's just to me it's just incredible it's like the one time of year where people are like oh it's fine it's the holidays you know uh-huh. what i mean like it's 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 that kind of a thing um so like i've had a list of songs that i know i've you know i've sung for like concerts and things like that but mm-hmm. i'm like oh well, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. This Christmas, the Christmas song. Like, I literally am like, just, uh, it, it was kind of a no-brainer. And I basically just wanted to do my favorites. I wanted to do songs that, like, that truly were kind of like, you felt like you were being, you, you just have a big hug, you know, like an mm. old school hug at Christmas time from, you know, from family and friends. And just that feeling when you get a hug from someone that you just like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you. I wanted the songs to feel like an awesome, fierce hug, you know? And mm. so that's kind of where it, where it comes from. I wanted to take those songs and literally turn them around and do Michael James Scott on them. That's what I really wanted to do. Still pay, you know, respect to what they are and then turn them around and let you have it. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> you succeeded with, with the single with Christmas time is here, which I oh. think of it as like a, the peanuts, um, yes. you know, more of like a somber song at times you turn it into this beautiful, but also like soulful. I mean, it's, it's the perfect choice for the lead for, for the album. That song, I'm okay. You, I mean, as you, since you both are Christmas boys, I can see. Um, <laughs> you know, I see y'all are Christmas girls. I see. That's right. Um, that's right. <laughs> I see. I see. I'm, I'm with you. I'm a Christmas girl. I'm a chocolate Christmas girl. Y'all, my vanilla mm-hmm. Christmas girl. Mm-hmm. I'm, right. I'm, I'm the chocolate one. It's fine. We make a fierce platter. Yes. Um, <laughs> I love these. Everyone stream Christmas cookies by RuPaul. Yes. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But but I like, you know, we love, I love the peanuts. Like I, a Charlie Brown Christmas right after, you know, the right after Thanksgiving. I think it comes on usually like the day after Thanksgiving, like yes. during that, you know, like during that weekend, it kind of airs like, uh-huh. kinda, like kick off the season. I watch it every year. Oh, I yeah. see the little, the, the little chocolate boy dancing dun, 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 dun. you know he's the one one i always think that's me every year i'm always like i'm like look at me i'm like i'm living yes work <laughs> over and um this i'm obsessed with that song i love it i love the that song christmas time is here but it is it's such a like it's kind of you know it's slower it's, it can be a bit snoozy like it just mm-hmm. sort of kind of has like a little bit of a, a lag to it but people love it and i love it because it's uh-huh. just a classic and i was like nope I want, I want to do the song. I want to completely turn it around. I want to pay tribute to like my Broadway big band, you know, uh, that sort of, that style roots, the song and dance man of it all. And so that song actually um, was, was arranged by Jim Abbott, who is uh, a, a Broadway musical supervisor, music director, um, like he's incredible. And he, uh, and then my, and, and my uh, producer Chet, Chet Gass, they actually collaborated um, to do some things on that. But then Jim, we have players from New York City, from like the Broadway pits and all that. And they, I mean, because this is a pandemic, so, so people are, as you know, recording from home. So a lot of the musicians have their, their kits set up at home to do recordings. Like, and so uh, that, that was all done remotely. Then I was in the studio. Um, so it's kind of crazy. And we put it all together, which is incredible. So I'm just so proud that we have 
live musicians from Broadway and Orlando, like all over to create this. So that, that for me is, makes it really, really exciting. And it just represented this idea of family and fun and light and laughter and joy together, like together, because everything has been so apart you know, for so yeah. many months. So it was like, this feels like we're together. You know, that's what I wanted it to feel like. It's like, let's, let's make music together. Oh, that's I what the holidays that. are all about too. You know, it's, it's so symbolic and the product is sensational. I mean, it's, it's really, really amazing. It'll be, it'll have to be on loop for everyone's um, quarantine Christmases this year. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, quarantine Christmases. Oh my God. Love. Okay. So Michael, we we dove right into it, but I am curious about something. You know, we've been chit-chatting a lot, but how are you doing? Are you well? I'm amazing. No, literally like <laughs> <laughs> y'all. I mean, Dylan Connor, listen, I I have been taking it day by day, you know, and I've been very blessed to be able to do a lot in this in this time virtually um lots of teaching lots of like surprise pop into zooms and like you know um uh, virtual concerts like a, a lot of that stuff that has been really cool it's very it's so weird it's so i traveled to home to orlando to go you know to record this and i had to bring my full kit like my i mean i'm as you see i have i'm giving you a full microphone which i can mm -hmm. take off and like oh. you know what i mean like give you a christmas time like i mean you know what i mean like i can <laughs> keep going <laughs> I had to like travel it, and my husband, uh, I'm I'm gay. I have a I have a same sex partner. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, um, just, yes. just you know. Um, but Jeremy, my my husband, actually like hooked me up. He's a he's a film director. I'm very lucky. I have a I have a I have a husband who's a film director, yes. an award an award winning film director. So oh my I'm, goodness, like, he sets he set me all up with like my kit, my lighting, and my you know my amps and all the things. But I had to travel with it because mm. I'm like doing oh. stuff from home this time has been so I think for me the thing that I feel like is what's been really tough is this idea of who you are without all the stuff mm. who 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 are you Connor who are you Dylan you know what I mean like who are you without all the stuff that we're so used to our fabulous lives before and and in terms of just uh and even it not being just um, you know not material or fabulous but I feel like the I our world and everything was so heightened before you know like our world we be forever changed. And I feel obviously the world needed a reset. Um, mm -hmm. But who are you when all that stuff is, 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 is away? Like we had to be, we were locked down in, in our homes. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like what, so what is that? And I had a, at the beginning of this, I had a chat with um, um, Shoshana Bean, just name dropping right now. Oh, it's I know, it's, it's so ridiculous. We, I know, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Shoshana, who is a lovely friend, um, and uh, we were discussing how, like, basically, like, our wedding, which was in, in November, right, yes, last happy November. Anniversary. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Um, yes. And we, we've been together for 11 years, but we just, we got officially married last November, and it was basically basically before everything kind of went down, you know? And so yeah. we were sort of discussing, like, it was like almost like the last thing that we saw so many people at and Shoshana oh. sang in our wedding, blah, 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 like all the things, right? And we were discussing this idea of like what's going on. And she was like, you have to breathe through the uncomfortableness. 
And I was like, mm, mm. Wow. And, and so it's really been uh, months of breathing through the uncomfortableness of it all and not being afraid to say, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not doing that well today. I am doing, you know what I mean? I am such a like, I have a lot of energy. I thrive off of, of people. Like if we were in New York, I would be like, let's finish this podcast and let's go get a Kiki a yes. drink right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'll be like, let me go meet the, the, the McDowell sisters and we go on to go have a drink. Yes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's me. Like, I love that. Right. And so it's like this, we, it's, 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 it's very, to be able to say, I'm, I'm not okay, or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm you know, and I, I'm having a little bit of a down uh, day, that that's okay, and that it, to, 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 to breathe through that. Um, and that, because there's a lot of people who are suffering from a lot of different things. The unknown of this industry and our business right now is still alive. Like, Amen. we don't know when we're coming back, the reality of it, you know? Right. So I think in this time of the racial awakening as well, on top of that, which was, a very heavy and a lot to deal with as a black male um, in living in the United States of America, of America, and uh -huh. like all those things and what that actually means. What does, you know, and not only that, gay, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like there was so many, so much that was like, whoa, this is a lot going on. So I'm, I, I think that this now I have, I've been able to, I'm so happy that I've been able to be a part of conversations, be a part of, cha uh, you know, getting change happening in our industry and, and talking to powers that be about change and them listening, actually listening. Um, and that's where this, it's kind of where 2020 is the year of literally whatever, like we, uh, we, <laughs> You know what I mean? So yeah. like, we were like, okay, I guess we're going to do an album. I guess that's happening in the <laughs> pandemic. I guess like, I, I mean, it just, you just don't even know. So, so to answer your question in a very long way is I am doing, I am doing good because I'm trying to be as honest as I can about where we are and being in the reality that, you know, it's going to take some time, but the pivot of it all, if you will, mm -hmm. to try and figure out where, you know, where I can do it and still flex my, you know, my muscles of, of, of singing and, 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 and all the stuff. Yes. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? That's such an, that's such a good, I, I'm so proud of you for being so open about that. First of all. And second of all, I think this is a great time to pivot. I mean, there's the Broadway industry has a huge reckoning to confront in terms of how they treat black people minorities, you know, everyone on the stage, off the stage, in the advertising offices, in the stage, you know, every, literally, and this is the time, Broadway is not happening right now. So why not use this moment to fully recognize how they can unlearn, you know, racist behaviors, poor yeah. business practices, and really come back to Broadway, not only after we've learned how to live through this pandemic, but after we've had this huge awakening in America. And I think if, if we get back, when, you know, when we're back in the theater, if nothing has changed, it'll be a damn shame because this was the time. So it, it does comfort me to hear that you're having conversations with people and they're listening. That's, yeah. that's wonderful. That's yes. wonderful. Yes, I agree with you. If it doesn't change, that is a shame. And that is on us.
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we have to not be afraid to, you know, the people who want change, you know, it's, uh, yes, you can, you can do all the things of, you know, I demand this, I demand that. And I'm like, I'm actually not about that. I'm, I'm like, let's, let's actually just do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I, and I want to have the conversation of, you know, and be a part of the change, but no one, no, no one's going to, uh, no one is going to, when you're demanded to, to do something, it's a, it's a, it's tough to sort to, you know, for change to happen without, you know, without feeling any backlash. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, how do you how do we have these conversations so you people are actually listening and mm -hmm. that there is a two-way conversation with it to really bring awareness to it all so it's on us you know and we have to step we have to not be afraid to have the conversations but also to have patience um a, a, a good friend of mine i i i, I was doing um uh, and I still do these things on Broadway.com where I came in and I had a panel of discussion. It was the first time that it's been done on, on, on Broadway.com. And it was incredible to have that platform to be able to do that. And I talked to huge stars and in all from, at, from all over, right? From the gamut of it all, of, of, of people of color. And in one of those conversations, the, the term having grace for growth came out. And I... Ooh. Cannot I can't get that out of my head because it is so true. And Tracy Beezer, who has like done umpteenth million Broadway shows, black, <laughs> fierce black woman. People joke around that like, like she's like the female version of Michael James Scott and the like male <laughs> version of, of Tracy Beezer. Um, and and she she said that. And I was like, yes, it's such a it's so true, you know? So it's that thing that we have to step up, but we also that we're having grace you know, with the conversation from our non-people of color, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. to grow so that we yes. all can grow. Yeah, well, that's incredible. And I feel, I feel so good knowing that you are one of our leaders and you're one of our voices out there right now. And I mean, you've been, like we said in the bio, like two decades or so in the industry. And it's no surprise to me that you, um, and you're looking younger than you did when you first stepped on the stage, and that's true, but it doesn't surprise me that you pivoted as well, because you've been working nonstop for all these years. I'm sure it was hard to come to terms with not having, you know, your eight shows or a concert schedule or traveling to tour. You you are really amazing. I, I'm, I, I'm suddenly like all of a sudden got really nervous in the middle of this interview because you're such a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no. Well, I, that's first of all, it's very kind of you to uh, to, to to say that up, just to, just in terms of the change the conversation of it all and I cuz I I've always only dreamt of of being that, you know, like sort of being able to be a part of that, you know? Um, there's so many people in front, behind like who I'm standing on the shoulders of, right? That I, and so and so all I can do at this moment is just make sure that I I'm not afraid, you know, and as, as we, as we all know, as we, especially you two, you know, it's, it's, it's tough not being, we're, we're one of the others, you know? Yes. So we, we, we are, you know, some, we've, we have felt in our lives, I'm sure you both have felt less than, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, what that means. Right. And so I think, I think if we if we can walk the walk of empowering ourselves to not feel less than and that it's okay um, who we are, you know, I think that that for me has been what I've been really like, just making sure that I have 
the guts to like to say those things and to really get those things out there and not be afraid to be a black gay man who is not afraid to speak up. <laughs> yeah, we call so, that fierce. We call that fierce. Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. I have so many questions about all these different credits of these amazing yes. projects you've been a part of. But before we dive totally into them, I want to know about your ring, what we call a ring of keys moment as it pertains to a life in the arts, that moment of recognition when you thought, oh, okay, I, I see that for myself or I see, I, I need this in my life. Do you feel like you had that moment? Oh my gosh, there, there's, a, there's a few, there's, one, there's like one that really kind of comes to mind. I mean, I, I grew up in Orlando, Florida, so I was a song, like, um, and I also grew up, uh, like, I was a, a child actor. So I was in it, right? Like, com just the chocolate chubby child running around <laughs> doing commercials and singing and dancing in Orlando, Florida. Like, <laughs> truly. So there's been a lot of these sort of like, oh my gosh, like, that's amazing, you know. Um, but there are two that come to mind. It's the one is the first time I sang in church. And my, we call her Aunt Shirley. My Aunt, Aunt Shirley was the choir director. She gave me my first solo. And wow. I sang... I sang in church, um, I sang Jesus Loves Me, and the congregation, the crowd went wild after. Aww. And I will never forget that moment. Uh, just sort of like this idea of what that, you know, what that was. But then for the, like really theater, so the, the, the national tour of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat was coming through the Orlando circuit. It was coming down, it was touring through Orlando. I was, how old was I? I think I was 11 or something like that, maybe 10 or 11. And they had, the, they had a children's course, obviously. Right. Um, and, and they would, each city they went to, they would, they would bring, like in Florida, we, we were the choir for Florida. And, you know, so, we, so they picked up like local children's choirs on that national tour. And that, this tour started Sam Harris. Like when yes. he like back in the day when he was giving you right after like Star Search, Star like Search. all the like right like the fierce that is Sam Harris. Like he yeah. still always. looks good, by the way. Yeah, and even <laughs> at eleven year eleven years old, just like singing like a loincloth, being like, "Close every door wow. to me." Well, well, well. Just, just the queens, just like the queens, just a mess, just a mess. <laughs> so, I they picked like four kids to do this. There's this moment where he's, go he's traveling and like he, it, like, I guess like to Canaan or something, I believe. And like, they, they walk across the stage with like how many miles it is to the, to, oh, yeah, to yeah. the thing, mm -hmm. right? Cute. And I was the Orlando and like, it's like Orlando, like this is how many miles it is from Orlando. And you, first of all, you could not have, I was in a green polo, white shorts, white socks, and kids, and white kids. You could not tell me nothing, okay? You could not tell me that I was not Sam Harris, that I was not Joseph, right? Like, I was living so hard. I sashayed across that stage like no one ever before, so much so that she got applause. Okay? Oh. <laughs> wow. I have chills, kind of. This is iconic. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. I always got notes that I needed to walk faster. I didn't take those notes. And <laughs> you were soaking up every second. I soaked up every second. And literally, like, that was 
That was that was my ring of keys. That was my like that was that was the moment. I was like, oh, this is it. Like obviously, like this is it. That's so, oh, a that's great. Amazing. That's great. My one of my best friends from New York, Kelly, she worked, she's from Orlando and she worked at the Dr. Phillips Center. Is that what it's is that what it's called? Well, yes. Well, the, so it was the Bob Carr. That was the original. And okay. now it's called the Dr. Phillips Center. Okay. Um, and that, yeah. that's where actually I was just, it's a gorgeous new center. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's insane. Disney brought me home th- at the start of this year. That was this year in January. Oh. The national tour of Aladdin was there and they actually had me, they were like, we want you to go back home and play the genie. So they literally... Oh. <laughs> They literally were like, you know, the gentleman who was playing the genie, they, like, he, they, he took a little, they, he had a break, a lovely little situation. He was in Orlando. He was like, I plopped in. (laughs) Yep. They, I plopped in and it was unbelievable, but that was at the Dr. Phillips Center, which was, I mean, unbelievable to get to come home and play the genie in my hometown. Like it was unreal absolutely unreal like i as my husband says he was like you're literally like celine dion like coming home like (laughs) 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 he says it to me we'll like go to orlando he's like it's so ridiculous he's like you are literally like celine dion coming home (laughs) and i'm like i'll take it like Uh, oh yeah why not Oh, that's, oh, that's so that's, special. That's magical, honestly. It is. So yeah. you tell your you tell your good girlfriend Kelly what's up because I, I, <laughs> yes. Now on the topic of the genie, we've got to talk about Aladdin, which has taken you across the entire world, oh and God. you you. I mean, I can't even think of how many people must know you as the genie. How okay? First of all, how long have you been involved with Aladdin? And and I guess I'll have more questions that'll come from there. I don't want to overwhelm you, but when did you first get involved? Okay, I got involved with Aladdin right after they had come back from, so they did a big out-of-town tryout in, uh, uh, in Seattle. Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So right after that, Casey Nicola, who name dropping, I guess, again. <laughs> icon, um, but, icon. Um, I, I mean, the Casey Nicola, the brilliant Casey Nicola, director, choreographer. He also was co-director of Book of Mormon and the choreographer of the Book of Mormon, which I was doing at the time. We've, we've done five Broadway shows together, Casey and I, which is, I mean, I, he's, he's everything. I just adore him. Casey was like, so James Monroe Iglehart, who created, who originated the role of the genie and won the Tony, he's my like brother. We've we've been trying to work, we've been wanting to work together for years. Like we both knew of each other, you know, and we never gotten to work with each other. It was like, have you not worked with James? I'm like, have you not worked with Michael? It's crazy how it all happened, right? <laughs> James was actually from that area. Like he, so he was oh. the only one who could not come to do this um, reading of Aladdin and they, all the changes that they did. They were going to doing it for all the Disney execs and Tom Schumacher and, and Court, all of the peeps, right? And he was the only one that couldn't come. I get a phone call on a Tuesday from my agents that was like, so Casey would like for you to come in and play the genie for um, for just like a little reading. He just went, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, listen, yes. As Shonda Rhimes says, her book, The Year of Yes, honey, yes. I was like, yes. You know what I mean? Like, meanwhile, I'm like, oh God. Like, I mean, <laughs> What do you say? Like, right? Yeah. I, on Thursday, I learned the genie in Tom Schumacher's office, <laughs> like the role of the genie. 
I learned it th- I had Thursday and Friday to learn the role. Saturday morning before a matinee at 10 a.m., I walk into a studio and there's a million people in the room. And I'm oh like, God. there are microphones, all the things. And I was like, I was like, Casey, can I see you in my office, please? <laughs> And we go to the corner and I was like, what is happening? And he was like, oh, you'll be, you'll be fine. I was like, you did not tell me it was all like, I know. I, I, there's, you, you don't, you, I, I, I know. And I was like, oh my, but the, the amazing thing out of that story is that this was the time where I, I could not think about mm-hmm. it. And I just yeah. did me. They hired me, they had me come in to play Michael James Scott as the genie. And they gave me permission to be ridiculous. And it is what I was, was ridiculous. And I did me, (laughs) and thus my genie journey began. So that's how, and so I was a part of the original company. I was the original standby. And I normally didn't stand by because I was, you know, I was on stage, but I knew the future. And I also, I love James so much. Like we both have such mutual respect. And I was like, okay, like I knew it was like, he had he had he'd already been a part of the project so I was like this would be crazy if I turn this opportunity down as a man of color in this role to know that I'm going to be doing it which mm-hmm. P.S. I was on the first weekend of previews oh, um, I was just gonna ask did you go on a lot of standby and then here we go right out the gate oh all the time <laughs> all the time like out the gate um, and so it then, so now I was very important to them, obviously. And James and I, I mean, James and I were in the room, you know, like he would come to me, we'd have like our little genie talks, you know, about <laughs> it all. And we were the two, we were the two genies, like, yeah. like that, like there from the beginning. And, you know, it, it was, he's, uh, it was wonderful to get to see him and his light, you know, and then, um, and, and we just both did, 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 did our thing. And, I'm telling you, it was the, it couldn't have been, I mean, that to me was an incredible, obviously an incredible journey and a thing, me just saying yes to do it. It was never on my radar. Like the, the, the genie was never on my radar. I, sure. did, I just, it, I just never even thought about that. And it, it, you know, it's when other people believe in you, when you don't even believe in your, your own self, you know, mm. that of course my husband was like, of course you are, of course. And I wasn't even, I just, I wasn't even thinking that, but I am thankful. And that's how my genie journey began. And I'm, and then I, you know, they, I left to do something rotten. Um, Casey oh, took one of my me favorite to, shows. <laughs> so the welcome to the red. Like I loved getting to do that, which was so much fun. Um, You're just, making our dreams come true by you saying that right now. <laughs> we lived for something rotten. Mm-hmm. Michael. It's so good, right? Brilliant. Oh my gosh. And being in the room with like, comedic geniuses like it's amazing god Allah, buddha whoever you believe in you know rupaul beyonce <laughs> like any of all whoever oprah. you believe in oprah hello any of <laughs> any whatever whoever you believe in it is crazy how that prepare like doing that show being in a room where i was just like thrust into with brian darcy james and 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 christian boyle and brad oscar and brooks ashmaskis and 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 peter bart like the crazy jerry vicky crazy 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 talent of just comedic geniuses who were not afraid to try anything they just did Mm. stuff and then if it didn't work they just tried something different like 
it prepared me so much for taking oh, like taking the role as the genie. It's crazy wow. how that happened, right? And you yeah. know, I've, I mean, I've been a comedic actor, but this was it was a it was like an incredible light switch that went off for me to really like and this idea of being authentically like unapologetically you. Right, mm-hmm. and what 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 that started to do with my psyche. Like when you start walking around and not apologizing for who you are, baby, the world opens. Mm. Wow! Like well, just that little bit. Yeah, I I I'm so impressed by this. It's it's interesting to think because James is is similar to you in some ways, but obviously he's not a gay man. And completely he, different. Yep. Yeah, and and you said that they hired Michael James Scott to play the genie in this reading. So Disney knew what they were what they were bringing on board, and then to know that you got to take over the role and play this character, and I can only imagine your interpretations were different. Do you feel like the genie is very much it becomes the actor who's playing the role for that that performance? Absolutely, Dylan, for sure. Like it is. First of all, you know right away when the if 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 the, if the genie. It, like if it's kind of fake like mm. the most authentic like it is the genie is like it, it's it's life it's joy it's laughter it is unapologetically that person and so i had to figure that out i had to i had to be okay with it being completely different which you know like that's what you you pray for as an actor like you pray that, that you get to do that right i mean yes i would love standing on a stage and being like Give me more applause. I mean, <laughs> right, really? It's absolutely ridiculous. But that is that is the case. Like, they hired me to be me. They took me to Australia to originate the genie in Australia, the in Australian company in Sydney. I was in Sydney for nine months, in Melbourne for eight months. It was completely life-changing in Australia. That country, like, embraced me. They had never had a man of color, P.S., like, on billboards and, like, on oh, buses wow. and on the things. And there you have Disney, this huge entity, you know, backing yeah. me and putting my face out there. P.S., a gay man. Mm-hmm. Like, so it was, I mean, we, I made, like, national news when I accepted the Helpman Award, which is their Tony Award, uh, you know, on national television when I accepted the award. And I said, I can't wait to marry my husband because mm-hmm. it wasn't le- it's, it was legal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like, I just said it. And, yeah. yes, Disney was like, and what? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's and so that, like, Tom Schumacher and Court, Casey Nicola, like, that whole team, um, and then the team there, Paula McKinnon and, like, uh, Jeremy Juliot, Matt Henderson, these amazing people down there who were, who, you know, were a part of this Disney thing there. And they just, they like unapologetically put me in it as the face and so it was unbelievable like come on you know what i mean like i'm getting letters from from uh, all these people it was something that i never expected i would i didn't even think about that like you know here i was in australia in this other country where there's not many people like me walking mm-hmm. around so I was very recognizable <laughs> also weird <laughs> and crazy and all the things in terms of like just being like whoa you know like so it was an incredible thing and to, to be able to have them Dylan as you were sort of saying you know like the the the, the difference of it like we just are completely different genies and mm-hmm. my genie was is me 
and mm-hmm. James's genie is James. And that was, and that's how, to me, to, to be a successful genie, you have to be the most unapologetically, you know, part of yourself. P.S., which helps in life in terms mm-hmm. of like your relationships and everything else, like just not apologizing, you know? Mm. That's awesome. Okay, wait. So on the topic of your Disney experiences, there is one credit that you have that I have, I've never talked to anybody from Tarzan before. Oh, and when I, listen, I literally think it is like one of the best Disney, you know, the cartoon movie, the soundtracks is amazing. And then I remember I was, I'm not going to like tell you how old I was when it was on Broadway because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to just throw that out there. But was at a very impressionable age and was obsessed. I remember Josh Strickland's like hairy chest and, you know, Jen Gambatee's like slaying the house down boots on the cast girl. album. A girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. What was your experience in Tarzan like, which I suppose we know now wasn't one of Disney's most technically commercially successful endeavors, but I absolutely love it. I never got to see it, but tell me what your Tarzan experience was like because I'm dying to know. First of all, the music in that is insane. And Josh Strickland, who also happens to be a very good friend, it, like, I mean, the vocals are in, mm. were insane, insane. And Josh can sing down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that is, was incredible. And Jen, they were just wonderful leaders um, in the company. The thing about that show, so it was actually pretty fast for me. It was a, it was a short, ex- shorter experience for me. I came in towards the end okay. of the show. In fact, I came in and they announced that it was closing. And I literally went up to Tom Schumacher at a, like at the closing night party and it was like, you owe me. <laughs> to, to, this, to this day, he, he always is like, he's like, are you good? Like after all the genie stuff, <laughs> yeah, he, like we joke, we to this day he's like, "Are you good? Did I did I make it up?" I'm like, "Well, we'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll see. Like, no, we haven't done uh, Princess and the Frog yet." And I was like, "Hello, hello, we haven't done Princess Tiana. I mean, I'm not. I'm Tiana. You obviously. are right. You're, you're almost yeah. there. You're almost there. I'm almost there. Like, uh, come on." Come on. So, so the, that show, it was, it was definitely a show that was so much fun to be in because it was literally a playground on the stage. We were, there were cubby holes and like, you know, those like big children play pens where you can just basically like kind of bounce house. Like the entire stage was that. So we could just like bounce all over the stage. I mean, it's crazy. You get to fly over the audience, you know? Yeah. So I also, you know, I, um, uh, I got to play Turk at, 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 at a certain point, which was so cool. And just scatting upside down, like, you know, coming in down. The best, the really, the, the, for me, the best thing about that show was the, the, the sheer, like, wonderment of it all, really. Like, that to me was a, such a cool sort of thing. P.S., people didn't know how much singing was really going. There was so much background singing like all the background stuff was all sung in studio booths backstage kind of like mama mia um oh. so everything like all the like <sighs> all that stuff was was all sung live and like wow. in a stu- i mean you literally were like in a studio you were in like recording booths and so that was so cool because actors would finish a scene and they'd run and there they are with like headphones on and they're now in a studio booth like you know son of man lift to the sky lift to, you know what i mean like they're in a booth singing um wow. for this so you, it was so cool that to me was a cool thing about it i don't know 
if the audience had as much fun as we did. <laughs> but I, the opening was unbelievable. Like the, the, the opening sequence was just like unbelievable. And then they took the show PS to like Germany, Germany and they right. redid it. And it, it's incredible. It's incredible. So it's, you know, Disney does that child. They, they are no joke. They are like, mm -hmm. okay, we did our thing. We had like a two year run, which, two years for any show is still kind of, is still mm -hmm. amazing, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, we're done. You know, we're, we're, it, it's not, it's not, it's not as long as no, a normal Disney production, you know, Disney on Broadway production runs. But I thought that that was extremely respectable and like, you know, all the things. And they're like, we're going to, we'll remount it. And then we'll re and we'll change it, uh -huh. is, which is what they did. And then and now it's you know it became this huge success over, over in Europe and and all that. And the team was incredible. The De La Guardia team is the team that did all of the flying aerial stuff. Oh yes. So yeah. So it was it's a cool thing, and, and it was hard singing. Like it's Bill a Collins. lot of <laughs> it is no joke. I mean, Josh's big ballad. Oh my God, I can't think of it. It's something about like, I want to know who I am. It's like sort of yeah. like the thing. Yes, it, it, like yeah, Merle great. Dandridge. Merle, Merle Dandridge. Baby, I mean I, I mean, I love me some Merle. Just like all of her ridiculous beauty and like gorgeousness. Yeah. And actually the same, my stylist that styled me for my album cover, that's Merle's stylist as well. Oh so, my goodness. I'm like, if it's good enough for Merle, she's good enough for Michael. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can't. I mean, oh my God. God, Michael, you I are so it. fun. I like we literally will need to have you back at some point because there's so many other things I need to we need to talk to you about. But we know you're on your grand uh, your tour for your Christmas press, your press tour. tour. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, well actually I can I'm I'm can say this because this we are we are in the Christmas time, but there actually is a performance that I'm gonna be getting to do of this in the new front yard space of the Dr. Phillips Center, which is an outdoor theater. It's incredible what they've done down there. There's pods and like, it's unbelievable. The socially distanced thing, it's incredible what they've done. This huge, gigantic stage. But I'm gonna get to do my album live on stage in front oh of the Dr. Goodness. Phillips Center in my hometown. So, so um, special. if you're down there, you know, if any of your listeners are down there. I, we, do have Florida, we do have Florida listeners. Yeah, we do. Yes, Oh my yes. goodness. Oh, that's amazing. How cool yeah, that'll be Saturday, to perform. December 19th. Uh, uh, yeah, and so it's, I'm, I can't even, I'm literally like, Oh my god! Like I'm so I'm I'm dying. I'm dying. I can't. Will wait. this be your first performance in front of a live audience since Aladdin? Yes. Wow. That'll be jarring. It's gonna be euphoric. Oh my god! That's gosh. gonna be awesome. You just said that out loud, and I you're I haven't I actually haven't like actually thought of that, and you are yes, that is that is crazy. It will be. Wow. It will be. It'll be oh a my little. Goodness. A little emotional, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So and Ashley Brown will be a special guest. Stop it. As well. We stop love it. Ashley Brown. She's a legend. Oh She's a Disney oh, legend too. Please, Ashley, Josh, and I like you know besties and being ridiculous. And we did a concert. We this February, this past February, we did the Festival of the Arts at Epcot. Uh, they have oh. a Disney on Broadway concert series, and the three of us and another lovely fierce fierce woman named Cindy Winters, the four of us did, we got to do our concerts in at the parks. And like, as you can imagine, we li literally 
Josh threw his shoe at me during one of the performances. I threw, like, I threw a, I threw a sequin, like, bandana at him. I mean, like, it was just, we all, we sang Let It Go in the key. In the yes, key. Yes, honey. In Miss, in Miss, in Miss Adina and Miss Levy's key. Honey. Yes. <laughs> Josh and I were like, oh, no, 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 no. But like, but they, they are, it, it was so much fun. But Ashley, Ashley and I have known each other since like high, she grew up in Florida as well. We've known each other oh, since like Florida theater festivals and like back in the day in high school theater festivals when, when we, we, that's where we actually met. She is going to be my guest star, um, my guest oh, artist my for my, for my show, which is crazy. So she's unreal. Know. We saw her as Mary Poppins here in Cleveland. Yes! But I would say her, the legacy that she holds for me is she's the reason why a change in me from Beauty and the Beast oh. became a belting ballad and not a, oh. a Tony Braxton R&B song because oh. she came into the role and, or she did like a review on tour oh. or something like did that. It on, she, did, she did on the record, on the, on the road. On the record. And then literally, like, she said, well, I'm going to, there's going to be a change in me and the change is that I'm belting. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's I love that happening. song. Not I mixing, love that song. Belting, like full voice. she was. She's full in it, living over fierce. Like oh, I need to hear you guys sing "Let It Go" now. I'm gonna have to scour the internet for. Uh... Oh yes, you should. You should. P.S. Oh my God, I didn't even say this to you all. I performed in Cleveland. Oh yeah. I so I actually so part of my genie journey. I actually was on the first national tour. I opened. Um, LA. They had me come home to LA. I'm based in LA. And I actually opened at the Pantages for like three months there. And then went to Denver. And we were in Cleveland for like a month. I actually, so I did the tour for like six months. Um, wow, and, I, and I was the genie in Cleveland, home of my also good friend, Rory O'Malley. Yes, friend Cleveland. of the pod. He friend came the on the pod, pod back in yes. June. Mm-hmm. And he, who, who gave, he, he told me all the, that fierce grocery store downtown. Yes, Heinen's. Mm-hmm. Hi, baby, I lived. Yes, y'all. I was. I, you were I lived. I lived right in that. What's that like? It's like it's like a crazy street. That's like it's so cool. Um, well, the like, area is called uh, Playhouse Square, and then it's the Arts District. There's um, yes. Euclid. Euclid. Is like Euclid. Superior. Yeah, that's where I lived. I lived uh, on like on that that it's like blocked off. Like you can't drive yes. down there. I mm-hmm. lived on that. I lived in a gorgeous like apartment right there and it was also ps it was when the cavaliers won that's when we oh. were there oh my so God. it was insane but, but aladdin was there when that happened for in, in cleveland so oh my gosh. it was my first time in cleveland i had such a oh, oh my god i had such a great time i had such a great time in cleveland i, oh, I ate love my that. face off oh yeah oh, I, I forgot to tell you all that that i've been in cleveland <laughs> i love it i I, I think it. we were living in New York at the time, so we were, we were ships in the night. But I'm so glad you loved it. People give Cleveland a bad reputation, but it's honestly a really I'm great like, place. It was so great. The people were so like they were so like you know. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to hear. I I'm telling you, I had such a great time. It was it was lovely, and I enjoyed my time out. Like I would be out. They were like, "It's the GD." I'm like, "Yes, honey, it's the uh-huh. GD. I'm in Cleveland. How you doing?" What's going on? <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, oh, Cleveland, thanks for Cleveland telling people, us that. Cleveland people love their theater. It's kind of like a secret, oh, I guess. Oh my gosh. But... I mean, it was sold out every night. It was yeah. incredible. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it's a big house. And P.S., they were also not quiet, which I lived for. I was like, uh-huh. I was like the Cleveland 
audiences are basically like my black church audiences. I'm like, work. <laughs> see? I'm like, like, we're the same. We're the same. Mm -hmm, like, we're, the same. you know what I mean? Like, we got the same, they express it the same way as we do. It's just the only difference is a lot of church hats. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So I'm like, we got this. So I was like, oh, please, Cleveland. Oh, 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 like oh, that's we're, we're, we're in, we're in. I loved it. I, I can't believe I didn't say that the first, when I first said Cleveland. I'm like, we had a lot, we had a lot going on. We've, we've covered a lot of bases. <laughs> we have. Okay, so we are sadly wrapping up. I'm so sad. <gasps> we, you are truly a gem, but we like to end on a, on a spicy note, on a dose of drama, where we can share the drama on our hearts and our minds. It could be, you know, something you've been binge watching, something going on in the world, anything at all that you want to share with the listeners or with the group before we say see you later. And Dylan, or do you want me to go? Or do you want me, Dylan, do you want to kick Why don't it you off? go first, Connor? You always make me go first. I know, I do. Okay, here's Rude. what I'm going to say. <laughs> at the time of this coming out, it'll be December. And COVID is terrible. Again, people are getting so sick again. The cases are just crazy and it is so sad. And you know, that I, I wanna acknowledge that that is devastating, but I also wanna make it about me for a second and just say that I missed, you know, the, the last date I went on was in March. It was the night we found out that Tom Hanks had coronavirus. So if you can imagine how long ago that was, you know, things got a little better through the summer and early fall. And I really was, I still have not gone on any dates and I missed my window. I missed it because now the virus is rampant and I regret it. I kind of regret it. I'm feeling dramatic about it because now I'm like, I don't know who everyone is interacting with. You know what I mean? So. Child, God. make them take a rapid test and then go on your date. <laughs> Let's do it. Michael okay. Mays. <laughs> There you go. Like, that, I tell love them, it. Tell them, and if they have a problem with say, well, Michael James Scott said that you have to take a rapid test, and then we can talk. Yeah, I love that. Hey, that's an Honey, easy way for me to feel safe. Real quick, you can and have them show you proof mm -hmm. <laughs> right on the thing, like you put it on your phone. Here you go, yeah. uh -huh. honey. Oh, that, that, but that's, I've been wondering about that. Like, yeah. just like for all of my single brothers and sisters out there, you know what I mean? Like, it's a, t it's, we, it's tough. Like, it's weird and to not, you know, to not have like on a date, just even like this, like the, the energy of it, you yeah. know, like. It's fun, but it's okay. Uh, you know, with the vaccine something coming. Tells me, something tells me you'll be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. Listen, Dylan, do you have a dose of drama? I do. It is that I just finished rewatching RuPaul's Drag Race season two, which we discussed off pod before this started. And it reminded me that Michael James Scott is a friend of Nina West. And <gasps> Nina is our girl. She's the first drag queen we ever saw live. In Columbus, oh where we went gosh! to college. Yes. And you were on her podcast with Patricia and back right when quarantine started. And I feel like, you know, we're we're in the same league as Nina's drag cast now that we had you on. And <laughs> yes, honey. Yes. Oh my God, I love that. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, Nina, honey, please, Nina. I know the best, the best. And my dose of drama is they did finish filming in All Stars Six, and Nina is not on the rumored list, which respect yeah she'll let it breathe for a minute well one of the things about that is that nina has literally like skyrocketed so i don't think that she needs it do you she know what i mean like yeah. as as much as she i mean obviously she should be 
and she is. Yeah. I mean, she just is an all-star, period. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think I, she doesn't, I don't even, she doesn't need it. She's already, she's in her own, she's Nina West, honey. She's her yeah, own thing. There are so many amazing breakout stars from Drag Race who never went to All-Stars. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Peppermint, who was famous before, too, but she has never been on All-Stars, and she's still remained a huge star. Like, you don't need it. Please. Willem. Willem. Your friend, Willem. Willem, who was a secret, our secret. So Willem actually is my husband's oldest friend. They grew up (laughs) together doing literally community theater in Florida. It's crazy. I know the world. I know. Gag, Connor. It's great. (laughs) So the the craziness of Willem is that we had a... Willem was the surprise MC for our reception and our wedding. Like he, he was, he was, he was, you know, um, a boy for the wedding. And then during the cocktail hour, she went up and we had the bridal suite ready for her to do what she, and literally assistants and people were up there. And then literally (laughs) it was a full gag and a full reveal. And she was the, the MC for the evening. Was everyone so gay? Was Shoshana Bean like throwing singles out? Like, oh my! Well, first of all, we had three alphabet. I mean, it was Julia Murney, Stephanie Block, and Shoshana, which we oh always God. crack up. That like, I was like, this is, it could not have been the gayest wet, more gay of a wedding. Like, <laughs> it's my dream because it was absolutely absurd. Like, there were so many Tony like people, like Tonys and like a, but just gay. Like, we were just like, this is like, why not? Why would it yeah. not be that right? But the best part of it is that. There was like Republican, Democrat, independent, non-binary, gay, straight, like all of the things, right? All of the things. And then that thrown on top of it. And we started the wedding Mm -hmm. off with the reading of the, with Royal Malley reading the, the Justice Scalia's like statement of gay marriage. And then Ashley Brown saying, Like, it couldn't have been, it couldn't have been, I mean, we were like, this is what's up. And we, again, like, there was all kinds of, it was everyone represented that wedding. So people were like, in a full gag of all all of it. I mean, there are photos of my grandmother-in-law with Willem, like, (laughs) Willem is like, with the dress, and then, and D, Grandma D is, and Grandpa, Grandpa Sam, they both are like, Wow, serving realness. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I digress. Sorry, but <laughs> that's incredible. Just, no, you thank you for sharing that. Well, I oh thank you. God. Your your stories are so amazing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what's my drama of it all? I mean, I I don't know. I feel like. I guess it's just like, well, I'm a, I'm a Real Housewives, you know. Me too. So Potomac right now. Our like, favorite. Is killing me on so many levels. The drama of it all. Like, it's my, like, escape of it mm-hmm. all. Right? Uh-huh. Like, oh, yeah. Um, so there would be that. But I think it's really just that, like, we don't have leadership. Mm-hmm. I think that that's my drama. Is that, and so it, it's so, we, it's like, we basically just have to be responsible for being adults. <laughs> Do you know what a I mean? Concept. Like, a concept. So oh. I, I'm just kind of like, that's kind of my drama of it all right now. Is like, really? 
You know what I mean? Like, really? So I, I don't, I'm like, okay, well, my leadership is going to be joy. So I'm going to pull out an album with the title says A Fierce Christmas and then dare someone to tell me that that's not fierce. How about that? Yeah. Oh, mic drop. Mic drop. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed. That's where we'll end. Michael, you are truly a ray of light. We are obsessed with you, for real. Like, a true sister. You're amazing. I I can't wait to actually get to see you all in person one day and Kiki and when we're back in New York and all the things and we see each other after a show of some or being ridiculous Uh and we we get to laugh and be ridiculous right in person. That is what I I I can't I'm looking forward to that day. Oh it's my Christmas wish. Yes. (laughs) I love it. Well you are amazing. I cannot wait for that. Everybody needs to go buy and stream your album everywhere spotify apple music honey you know all of it all of it wherever (laughs) you want amazon you know come on there's cds there's vinyls all of the things cds i love that oh we all of it honey there's merchandise all of it honey that's a stocking stuffer okay (laughs) <laughs> and everyone should, of course, follow Michael James Scott at, at I am MJ Scott on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Yes. Come Get on. into it. Get into Come it. On, and, booze. and follow us at the Drama Podcast, me at Connor right. McDowell, Dylan at Dylan McDowell. Thank you so much, Michael, for real. This has been a treat. Thank you all so much for having me. It's been so lovely to kiki with my theater, my Broadway community, all of it. It's Mm -hmm. just so wonderful. So thank y'all for having me. And I'm to all the listeners out there, y'all stay fierce, stay light, stay joyful, stay stay in the, and how about some some grace for growth? How about Mm -hmm. that? Mm -hmm. Love that. And happy holidays, everyone. (gasps) Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. (laughs) I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. I just like saying it because it makes people, like, they're like, what? Like, it throws them off. (laughs) It just throws them off. (laughs) So I like to say it just because it's absolutely ridiculous, but because I don't. But I'm like, I am Black. I don't celebrate Kwanzaa, (laughs) but I like to say it because I just think it's absolutely amazing and that's great so happy kwanzaa (laughs) happy kwanzaa (laughs) all right and on that note connor we'll see you next time drama drama